When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jay here for Stratford Paddock, and this is the huge debate. One of three that we're doing. This is the first one, and we're looking at how have Manchester United performed this season, and will we challenge for the top honours? Joining me are two titans of the Manchester United fan base. Mr. Where are Stephen you? Alson. You right, mate? Mm. All right, calm down, chill. Scared him, he's scared. So we should be scared. And also, Mr. Adam McCullough, how are we doing, Maka? What's going on? Yeah, I'm all right, mate, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good, how you been? Uh, not too Kids bad, not family too good? bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it should be. <laughs> the missus takes care of that department. <laughs> uh, right, we'll move swiftly on, we'll get straight into it. How have United done this season? Um, it's safe to say it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. We've had 12 games, I think. Seven wins, four losses, one draw. Done all right in Europe. Not so great in the league. Steve, talk me through what you've made of our form so far. Start with the league. Let's look at that. It's been a topsy-turvy league. Um, And actually, it's not the only league in Europe that's got the same sort of thing. Um, I think the truncated pre-season is affecting everyone. Um, Although no fan's going to want to hear it. Um, And ultimately, if everyone's affected although not not everyone is affected, um, you should be able to still sit on the top of the pile coming out of that. Our home form is inexplicable, and that's the worry. Our away form's been amazing, um, and obviously the the runs that we've had going is, is record-breaking, obviously, up until the Istanbul game. Literal record-breaking number of away wins uh, with a bit of a blip in, in Istanbul. But the home form, it makes no sense how you can be so good away Surely, good away form like we've had, your your home form, even if it's like seventy percent wins, we'd be flying if that was the case. But it's like you know, zero percent wins. It's zero percent wins. We're we're currently fourteenth in the league, Maka. I mean, mm. how worrying is that to you after seven games? I know it's you know it's still earlyish days, but fourteenth after seven games is pretty unheard of for a Manchester United side. Is it recently in recent years? Like I feel like we've been here a few times before. I think. Compared to this time last season, we've got more points as well, Right. if I remember reading that correctly. But in terms of the season, I think the league season kind of epitomises our whole season in that it's been so inconsistent. And that's kind of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the team's problem um, over the last 
two years or even since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came in, there's different reasons for different periods. You can see like, you know, you had the interim bit where he was interim manager and that was all, you know, pretty much good. Then he gets the deal. Some of the players switch off towards the back end of that season. It turns into an inconsistent campaign. Last season, I thought it was inconsistent for other reasons. The first half, we had not a good enough squad. The second half, we had the squad and you saw the results come because of that. But this season, I felt it is partly to do with the pre-season. Like you look at the first couple of games, Palace and Spurs, you can kind of excuse them for the lack of a pre-season. We were playing against two teams in Spurs and, and Palace that had, I think Palace were playing, had started their pre-season when we were playing Sevilla. And people look at that and they'll think, oh, it's Palace, who cares? But that makes a huge difference when they're able to get their friendlies in and stuff. And Spurs had been playing Europa League games since March. Do you know what I mean? So it's like they'd been consistently in, in performance. So that can happen. But for me, it's the inconsistency in result has epitomized this team over the last two years. That's why I think people panic by it. If, we, if it was a season last year where we were consistent free out and we finished third, I think we'd look at this season and think, it's a little bit of a blip because Ali had done well at the end of last season. Um, but it's just hard to put your finger on it when the performances are so flat sometimes and the results follow. And then the next game, you'll you'll pull it out of the bag against PSG and then, you know, you come up against Istanbul and it all seems like, what the hell's going on? It's, it's that inconsistent. You see, that's the problem for us. We never know what to expect. But for this season, it's going to be a mad one. And that's why some of those points that we've dropped are so frustrating, like the Arsenal-Chelsea games, because I think the results against the bigger teams will decide those those spots at the top. So it's just inconsistent. It's the, it's the main problem. That's, that's the, the word, really. It is the word. You, you, sorry, you can't deny that, especially when you look at the way, as you mentioned there, we've been able to beat teams, especially the way when it comes to home, the home form, which is pretty drastic. I think it's one point from a possible 12. I mean, and the back end of last season, and the I back end of two or three points out of the last three. I mean, everyone doesn't have a, a crowd in the game. We know that no one's got fans. But do you think that might affect United a little bit more than some teams, or do you think we can't use that as an excuse? You just got to look at other reasons. No, I don't think you can use it as an excuse. Uh, it might be a factor, but it's certainly not an excuse because mm. nothing's going to change. So you can't be like, well, we've got no fans. So, well, you know, deal with it. And there's no fans at away games either. So how is it so good for us one way and, and not the other way? I don't know what it is. I don't think you can put your finger on it. I think you can probably analyse each individual game. If you look at the Crystal Palace game, like Max said, they started pre-season while we were still finishing last season. Yeah. So th there's a factor there. You know, and we'd also crashed into the end of the season. We rode that home until the wheels fell off, literally. Um, and then we try and start a pre-season. We give people breaks. And it took us a few games. I think I'll even mentioned it. Like, actually, we now look like we're we're ready for this season. We might have been after the Paris game. The Spurs game was an absolute demolition. Um, it was a an in, a few individual errors, and then the game game kind of got away from us, and then it just sort of just dissipated. The Chelsea game wasn't far off, to be honest. And Chelsea are flying. And I think we maybe gave them a little bit too much respect and didn't back ourselves, didn't go into it confident enough. But on, do you know what? I think you can almost excuse that after getting smacked for six against Spurs. I think you're allowed to be a little bit more cautious and, and not throw, throw it to the wind. Arsenal was just playing wrong. We just had the wrong tactics in that game. So I think you can go through each individual game and you can give the reasons for this. And I don't think the overarching one in all of them is it's because we're at home. 
I think there's mm-hmm. there's issues which translate across all of them. Um, the squad isn't perfect. The squad's still managing injuries. The squad's still finding, you know, who's ready to to compete and who's not ready to compete. There's individual errors which are inexcusable. Istanbul especially. I mean, that clearly wasn't tactics. That clearly was just people had switched off from their own jobs. Um, obviously, Matt Phelan screaming at people on the sideline points to that. He's not screwing at people on the sideline if they'd all said, do you know what, we won't leave anyone on the halfway line. We'll see what happens. Um, so I think that even though you can go through each individual game, ultimately the results have to get better. But it's a weird season. Villa are, are one win away from being top of the league. This that's is Villa that's that, where the frustration comes yeah. from, though, with a lot of fans is that, like even me, I think if it was a normal season, you kind of take it on the chin. But when you're so... When a few results can get you right up yeah. there, and I think it's no, going to be one of those seasons. competing, been top of the league but a little you, bit. This we mentioned, I think both of us have mentioned it. You mentioned it before the inconsistency. Do we think that's a trait in this team, or with this? Like because we see it so often. Is that how do these like improve that? Do you know what I mean? Is it something? Is it a phase that we go through? Because it seems like we have these great runs. We all get confident, and then like, are we going into home games overconfident? I mean, are they believing their own hype sometimes? You know what I mean? Because well, the Istanbul get, game, yeah, that was a way. It, it is weird, and like you say, the weird thing is we've always seen inconsistent sides, especially from United post Fergie. But you go on record-breaking winning runs, and then record-breaking. I mean, this has most been That's the most the consistent thing. team that we've had post Fergie, in both senses, the most consistent. We had the greatest away run, I yep. think ever in United's history. Then we had. I think he's equaled Fergie's run in the league for away wins or right. the best away. So when you look at that, it's amazing. And then the, the, home the, the worst home form since 73, I think. The interim that. form up until that Liverpool game was you know, flawless. And then in one half against Liverpool, we got four injuries. And that matters. Yeah. Four injuries to your... For, like, for me, that uh, Matic, Herrera, Pogba midfield was what carried a lot of that um, interim form. Yeah. And didn't two of them get in? Was it Matic and Herrera got injured in that? Yeah, Pumper um, played. I remember he played. Um, Rashford got injured and, and never really quite looked himself for about a year since that. Uh, and then the the Bruno phase, if you like, he gets that creative midfielder because he's not had him for the entire season. We've been playing Andreas Pereira. Rashford and Marshall came back. Yeah, them two actually get to play a little bit together. We go on another you know, almost unparalleled run. Certainly unparalleled post-Fergie, but even Fergie didn't managed to put together runs quite as impressive as that. And then I think what happened with that, it was burnout. I think people go, they had three months off. They didn't. The players, and I spoke to a couple of the players, they trained every day thinking that they'd be playing that weekend. So the intensity didn't drop. So I don't know if we can, like this is literally unprecedented times. So the players are, they're doing things, but they're not playing football. So they're not getting the um, the pressure on the ligaments. They're not getting you know, the, the pressure to turn, the, the pressure to, to feel contact, to feel tackles. They're doing 5Ks like housewives. They're doing um, a little bit of gym work, but they're not playing football. So then they come out and then they have to play game after game after game after game after game in weird circumstances with no crowd um, in the middle of a pandemic. Like... The mental health of footballers is a, is a whole subject in itself anyway, but imagine doing that amidst getting tested every single day that you're in there um, and all of the other things that's going on and the stupidity of international football carrying on in the middle of all of this. I, I think I think the lack of pre-season for me is the most obvious one because you look at Sevilla winning 
Europa League, they're 12th. You look at uh, where Barcelona and Real Madrid are at. No, Barcelona might be because of Koeman. But like PSG and Bayern Munich aside, because they're in leagues that they moonwalk with squads that can't be compared in, in their leagues. But all of the rest of the teams that went the distance, Manchester City with the... Like, Manchester City's B team would probably be a top six side, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah. Manchester City's second 11 would compete in, yeah, in the Premier League. Would. And Manchester City, what, two points off us? Three points off us? I think it's two, yeah. Mm. I think. And I think... I know we, I hate to do it, but you have to you have to look at the summer as well. I think that plays a big part in the way. I think a lot of momentum was lost in the summer, and I think I think we'd be naive to not think that doesn't translate to the to the players. Uh, I re I, I really think it would. If you're if you're a Manchester United player that is coming back into the mix at, at Carrington in the summer, oh, we finished third. We had a good end to the season. Bruno's coming. We've started to look. What we're gonna do now? And then nothing comes. That that must be like a little bit popping the balloon a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then even if you look at, okay, we never got the business we done. What business did we do? Even that business that we did, if we move Cavani in a month earlier, he's available for the Arsenal and Chelsea games. Yeah, if we move these players in, Donny van der Beek, everyone talks about him, but he hadn't played football since March. If you bring him in, I know we brought him in quite early, but even in get him involved with the team as soon as the transfer window opened, is he available a little bit? Like the business that we did didn't help the team. Alex Tellez was, he played a game, then he had to isolate and all that stuff. Like imagine he comes in earlier. Yeah, like yeah. the, the knock on effect that has on the team, I think is completely different. And people will say that's an excuse. And I think a manager can't use that as an excuse, but we can as fans, because it genuinely is an excuse that if you look at the impact Bruno Fernandez had on the team and then say, well, signings wouldn't have like they would have, and it's it's a, it's another time we've seen the board do that. Now, ultimately, Ali will will live and buy by die by his decisions, and you know he will lose or or keep his job based on the success that he has. But to to, to downplay the influence that the summer had on it would be incredibly unfair because I think it it definitely did have an impact. Like the mood in that that training camp as the months went on or the weeks went on must have went a little bit low because no one's coming in. No, and you expect that, and you see in Chelsea improve. Like I, I was on, a, I can't remember where I was on, and they were like, "Oh, United fans, real United fans." Gabby Agbonlahor was trying to reel me in. He was like, "Real United fans, no, Solskjaer isn't good enough." And I was like, "Well, real United fans, no, you can't expect us to win the league if the board ain't looking to win the league." Did the board look to win the league in the summer or push on? I don't think they did, and then that translates to the team and as well. We are going to be looking at Oli as well. We are going to be looking at, um, at our summer as well in other debates. Um, you know, you can talk about inconsistencies there, Maka. Um, I think it's... We've won three in the league away um, against Brighton, Newcastle, Everton. Good teams or okay teams to beat them. We've had a good run as well in the Champions League. Big win away in Paris. Massive win at home against um, Leipzig. And then obviously the poor result against Istanbul. So what I'm saying is with all this inconsistency, with the sort of up and downness of it all... Are we going to challenge? Are we going to challenge for top honours? And I don't mean the League Cup. I mean, I know we're still in it and we've done well in it, but are we going to challenge for, in a season that's seen, you know, the likes of Villa and Southampton near the top, can we put a title challenge in? Can we go far in the Champions League? Or is this going to be another top four and maybe a semi-final type yeah, scenario? it is, yeah. And I don't know if... Um, you can win a Champions League without being the best team in Europe. You, you don't see people fluke leagues. 
and even yo know, Leicester Le- Leicester didn't fluke a league either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they yeah, <laughs> Screech it. I mean, honestly, VAR. the best thing that we could all do now is void losses. Hundred percent. I'm um, amazed they've not done it already. But I, I think you can you can definitely win trophies um, without being the best team, and you can prioritize that one game and get through and be in the next round. And you don't have to do that very often, and you don't have to repeat that very much to find yourself in a final. And then that comes down to nerves and luck and all sorts of stuff, which you don't get in the league. If you win the league, you've generally deserved to win the league, apart from the Scousers. Everyone who's won the league, apart from the Scousers, has deserved to win the league. Yeah? Yeah. Every, everybody. And you're in City because they bought it. No. Um, and Chelsea because they bought it. So basically, the only legitimate United chance for Blackburn. winners is... Well, Blackburn, no, Blackburn bought it, Jack Walker. You're looking at United and Leicester. You know, and Chelsea bought it. Yeah, so like you say, <laughs> Arsenal as well, don't get me started. They just drew the way to the title. Yeah. And, but on a serious note, no, you can't... I don't think there's a title a title charge in this team unless we we don't know what the bounce back is going to be from Liverpool having all the injuries now that they're not on steroids allegedly so you might have um, some sort of bounce back on that you might have um, a complete meltdown at City because Pep's always got that in him he's five minutes away from his mind melting um, you might see United rise to the top of that but I think you've got to get over Chelsea and as Matt was alluding to before their signings are, are really carrying what was probably a fairly tired side but they got six first here's the thing don't look at how much people have spent look at how many first team players they've been allowed to bring in first team players first choice first team players how many times have they upgraded their 11 Pep's upgraded players they upgraded with like he's the most back manager the world's ever seen he's two points ahead of Solskjaer with the Glazers with Sir Alex Ferguson players still in the squad I mean yeah you, you, you mentioned there obviously about the fact that other teams have been strengthened other teams have been brought in, you know, brought in first team players. You were talking about transfers, how this manager's not really been backed. Do you think he has got been back? Not, all, think, or not as much not as we, you want. At wanted. the right yeah. times. Do you, do you think we can put together a run to get ourselves in the conversation? I don't for think, the top I honest? don't, I, a couple of weeks before the Chelsea and Arsenal games, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the winner for the league came from Spurs or United or Everton because it's that kind of season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I genuinely still think it could. It wouldn't surprise me to see Mourinho as someone lifting the league at the title oh, at the end of the can season. Can you imagine the meltdown? But I think Proving when you look at shit, right? Possibly. When you look at the inconsistency, Are we really going to do When you look again? at the inconsistency in the team, I think that points at us being a cup team, if anything. And that doesn't mean we can't win the European Cup. I know it sounds dumb saying it now. When you're 15th, was 14th in the league. Arsenal in 2000. But we can beat anybody. Chelsea, Liverpool in 2005 were not a good team. Yeah. Well, they Chelsea finished 12. Chelsea yeah. finished sixth, I think, when they won it. So it's doable. I mean, like, if you look at us as a team, nobody would want to play us. Because you, one, you don't know who the fuck's turning up on what day. Are they going to batter us at our own ground? And then we're gonna, they're going to crumble that old Trafford. Like, nobody really knows what to expect from us. And <laughs> when you look at over two legs against PSG, we can do it. We beat Leipzig. We got to the semi-finals last year. Like... My problem would be if we came up against a fucking a severe or someone yeah, in the semi-finals, like a Leon or someone like <laughs> that. Istanbul in the second yeah. round. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's one of them ones. Right, go on. Give, give me a yes or no answer. Then. Do you see United lifting trophies this season? It's been. I'd say the odds would say we'd lift a trophy. A trophy. Like because it's yeah. been three years, hasn't it? And you'd expect a club like United to win one, even if it's a, a League Cup or something. Maybe a League Cup, Maca, uh, Maca. Housen, whatever your name is. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. He thinks we will. He doesn't think we With will. With that being said, <laughs> I'm gone. There's more. Does Ali lose his job if he doesn't win a trophy? No, what the fuck, man? You don't no, have because to constantly win. St- as, a, as a club, as a club, even if you were a neutral, you'd look at United and say, they're a team traditionally should be winning trophies. That's what their managers will be judged yeah. on. This is, 
I'm not going to say his third season because it's not. It's his second season. When do you think we have to start seeing Four that? Four or five years in. See, as I don't long think as you, you don't get that without problems. winning trophies, unfortunately. You don't get that without winning trophies, Klopp but Klopp does. But don't worry, because we are going to be debating... But we're not Liverpool. ...Ollie's performance and whether he's going to be a success in our next debate. This is a series of three. This is the first one. How United's season has been so far and will we challenge it for the top honours? Maka says, mm, sort of. Housen says, not really. Get involved in the debate. We're get involved the in the comments. League. Won it four times. <laughs> That's been Adam McCullough. I've been Jay Moy. That's been Stephen Housen. This has been Stretford Paddock. Don't forget to hit like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.